Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Imagine you're on a John Deere mower. With a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on another weekly episode of Money Girl. My name is Laura Adams. I've been hosting this show since 2008, and I'm the author of several books, including my most recent one, which was and is an Amazon number one new release called Debt-Free Blueprint, How to Get Out of Debt and Build a Financial Life You Love. It's available as an ebook or paperback, and the audiobook version will be on sale very soon. I keep saying that because I've had a few delays on Audible, but it is coming. One topic that I have been asked about a lot recently and wanted to cover with you this week are some tips for freelancers. Many of you are looking for resources and financial information when you're starting a business for yourself. There are a lot of different labels we give ourselves when we're self-employed. So maybe you call yourself a freelancer, an independent contractor, a 1099 worker, a sole proprietor, a solopreneur, a one-person business, side hustler, entrepreneur, or small business owner. All of them really mean the same thing. It means that you're self-employed. So I wanted to cover a question that came in specifically from Erin G., who says she is a one-woman business owner. She says, just subscribe to your podcast and heard your call for topics. Here's what I would love to hear about. So she listed a couple things, freelance tips and tricks and publishing, and she also wants to know how to start a retirement account as a freelancer. And since that's a really important topic, I wanted to go ahead and just dive into that topic today. But going forward, I will cover more self-employed topics if that's something that you guys want to hear more about. If you are self-employed, either full-time or part-time, or maybe you plan to be self-employed, you plan to have some kind of side income going forward, this show is for you. I want to make sure you understand that you can start a retirement account that helps you cut your taxes and build financial security, just like somebody can who has a 401k at a regular nine-to-five job. Being self-employed gives you a certain amount of freedom, and that's definitely what I love about being self-employed, but it does not give you a pass on saving for retirement. In fact, when you're the boss, 
Saving for retirement is even more important because you're on your own. Nobody is looking out for you except you. It's completely up to you to have enough retirement savings to spend when you need it. So again, this show is for you if you're making any amount of self-employed income And I'll cover some of the rules, the pros and the cons of four easy retirement account options that you can use if you're a freelancer or you have any type of self-employment income. Using one or more of these accounts could make the difference between having a comfortable, happy lifestyle in retirement or just scraping by. This is podcast number 575 called Four Ways to Start a Retirement Account as a Self-Employed Freelancer. First, let's define who is self-employed. If you earn income through some kind of trade or business with the intent to make a profit, you're self-employed. And that intent to make a profit is key because if you're earning income, but let's say it's just a hobby, it's something that you really don't care if you make any money at, that technically is not a business or self-employment income. You have to have the intent to make a profit. Having that income qualifies you for a variety of retirement accounts. The gig economy has turned many, many people into entrepreneurs. You might work a regular day job and also earn income on the side. Maybe you're driving for a rideshare service, teaching piano lessons, consulting, writing, creating apps, or walking dogs. If you have both self-employed and employee income at a regular job, you've got even more retirement account options. So remember that you don't have to work full-time, you don't have to be incorporated or even have employees in order to call yourself self-employed. But if you are incorporated, you've got retirement options as the owner or even as the employee of your own business. The opposite of being self-employed is being an employee earning an hourly wage or a salary. So if your only source of earned income is as a W-2 employee, then you don't qualify for the self-employed retirement accounts. However, you still have multiple options, and I'll review some of them here. If you're a regular Money Girl reader or podcast listener, then you already know that I love retirement accounts. I love them because... Not only do they give you tax breaks that save a bunch of money, but they make it easier to invest on a regular basis. And that's really what we're about here. We're not about trying to game the system and time your investments. It's about investing on a regular basis. One common mistake is to think that a retirement account itself is an investment. And that's not how it works. A retirement account is just a special financial bucket where you hold investments or even cash that get special tax treatments, kind of like a bank account does not mean that you have money. A bank account is just a place where you hold money. A retirement account is just a place where you hold investments or cash that will get special tax treatment. Once you contribute money to a retirement account, you must choose how to invest it. And the options will depend on the investment firm that your employer or you use. For instance, you could choose stocks, 
bonds, mutual funds, or exchange-traded funds. Those are the actual investments. Or you can even put your money in very conservative options, such as a money market fund or even a certificate of deposit or CD. I recommend choosing low-cost, diversified funds that allow your money to grow at a reasonable rate of return without taking too much risk. I'm not going to cover more about specific investment options here, but I have certainly podcasted a bunch about them. So if you want to learn how to choose the right investments for your age and your goals, check out podcast number 489 called Seven Simple Principles to Invest Money Wisely No Matter Your Age. Some of the most common retirement account rules include having to pay a 10% penalty if you take withdrawals from the account before reaching age 59 and a half. That's like the magic official retirement age the IRS imposes. And with all retirement accounts, you've got to own them only in your name. Even if you're married, you can't own a retirement account with someone else. But different types of retirement accounts come with different annual contribution limits or even income limits. Depending on your work and financial situation, you may qualify to use several types of retirement accounts all at once. The more accounts you max out, the bigger your retirement nest egg will be. So let's go through four easy-to-use retirement accounts if you're a freelancer or self-employed. Number one is a traditional IRA. IRA is short for Individual Retirement Arrangement, or you may see it as Individual Retirement Account, and it means that it's a plan for individuals. Having an IRA means that you manage every aspect of it, such as opening the account, sending contributions, and deciding how to invest those contributions. With, quote, traditional retirement accounts, contributions are tax deductible. So that means you get an immediate tax break. For example, if you earn $60,000 this year and you contribute $5,000 to a traditional IRA, you will only be taxed on $55,000 of income, not on $60,000. So you get to skip paying tax on $5,000 of income because you sent it to a traditional IRA. Plus, when your investments inside that traditional IRA make money, your gains are not taxed until you take withdrawals from the account in the future. This is very different from earning money in a regular brokerage account where your earnings are subject to tax every single year. So the important rules are that anyone with earned income, including business income, under the age of 70 and a half, including the self-employed, minors, and even non-working spouses who file a joint tax return, can have a traditional IRA. Let me repeat that because it's so important. Anyone with earned income, including business income, under the age of 70 and a half, and that includes the self-employed, minors, and non-working spouses who file a joint tax return, can have a traditional IRA. So there's really nobody, essentially, who cannot have one. For 2019, you can contribute up to $6,000, or if you're over age 50, you can contribute a little more. You can put in $7,000, as long as you earn that much. So the only people who could not have a traditional IRA would be somebody who earns nothing. But even if you earn $1,000, you could contribute up to that amount into a traditional IRA. 
You've got until the tax filing deadline, including your extensions, to make IRA contributions for the previous year. So if you didn't make any contributions for last year but can make them by mid-April, then you can fund a traditional IRA for the previous year. Now, the major pro to remember is that you can have a traditional IRA no matter where you work. It allows you to save for retirement and defer tax on both your original contributions and earnings. The downside or the con of this account is that if you or a spouse participate in a retirement plan at work, so maybe one or both of you have a 401k or a 403b, some or all of your contributions to a traditional IRA may not be tax deductible depending on your income. Another IRA downside is that they have a low annual contribution limit compared to other retirement plans for the self-employed that I'm going to cover here. So how do you get started? Well, there are many, many places to open a traditional IRA, such as banks, investment firms, and even insurance companies. Opening an account online is easy, and you can transfer funds from your bank or even roll over an old 401k with a previous employer into your traditional IRA. And in any year that you make traditional IRA contributions, there is a place to claim those deductions on your tax return when you submit Form 1040. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Our second account for the self-employed is a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA is subject to most of the rules that apply to a traditional IRA, except when it comes to taxes 
and taking withdrawals from the account. Your contributions to a Roth IRA are not tax deductible. However, withdrawals of contributions and earnings during retirement are completely tax-free. So unlike a traditional IRA, with a Roth IRA, you do not get an immediate tax break, but you will probably come out ahead if your tax rate is lower now than it will be in retirement. And depending on when you open your account, skipping tax on decades of growth could add up to massive, massive tax savings. Also, you don't have to take any money out of a Roth IRA as long as you live. But with a traditional IRA, you do. You have to start drawing down the account after you reach age 70 and a half. You can even withdraw your Roth IRA contributions without triggering tax or penalties before retirement. The most important rule to remember about a Roth IRA is that anyone with earned income, including business income from self-employment, any minors and any non-working spouses who file a joint tax return can have a Roth IRA. Again, for 2019, you can contribute up to $6,000 or $7,000 if you're age 50 or older, as long as you earn that much. And you've got until the tax filing deadline to make Roth IRA contributions for the previous year. The major pro of a Roth IRA is that it allows you to save for retirement and avoid paying tax on decades of earnings and growth in the account. You get the full tax benefit even if you or a spouse do participate in a retirement plan at work. An IRA is definitely the easiest account to start if you're self-employed or you don't have much income to invest. And if you're not sure whether to use a traditional or a Roth IRA, you can actually use both as long as you don't exceed the contribution limit. For example, you could contribute $2,000 to a traditional IRA and $4,000 to a Roth IRA in the same year. For cons, as I previously mentioned, one downside is the relatively low annual contribution limit. And a Roth IRA is unique because it's the only retirement account that imposes limits based on your income and tax filing status. If you make over a certain amount of money, you may not qualify to contribute to a Roth IRA. That makes a Roth IRA ideal when you're just starting out and you're not making much money. So how do you get started? Well, there are many places to open a Roth IRA, such as banks, investment firms, and insurance companies. Just like for a traditional account, you can open a Roth IRA online. While you can't roll over funds from a traditional workplace retirement account into a Roth IRA, you can roll over from a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b into a Roth IRA. So like money has to go into like accounts. Since contributions to a Roth IRA are not deductible, you don't even have to report them on your tax return. The third retirement account for the self-employed and any freelancer is a solo 401k. While you're probably familiar with a 401k offered by some companies, you might not know that the self-employed can have one too. And these plans go by different names. Sometimes they're called a one-participant 401k or an individual 401k or even a uni 401k. The important rules with a solo 401k is that anyone who is self-employed without employees other than a spouse 
can have one. Again, you can't have any employees other than a spouse to have a solo 401k. You can make contributions as both an employee and even as the owner of your business. So for 2019, your solo 401k contributions as an employee can be 100% of your earned income up to $19,000 or $25,000 if you're over age 50. And what's interesting about the solo 401k is that as your own employer, you can also contribute an additional amount that's up to 25% of your net income. So when you add those two together, your maximum annual contributions could be as high as $56,000 or 62,000 if you're over age 50. This account allows you to contribute more than any other type of retirement account for the self-employed. The major pro is that since a solo 401k does offer such high contribution limits, it's perfect when you've got high self-employment income and no employees. They're available as a traditional or even a Roth account, so you can choose to do a pre-tax or a post-tax contributions depending on which type you have. And just like a Roth IRA, withdrawals of contributions and earnings from a Roth solo 401k are completely tax-free. But unlike a Roth IRA, which imposes annual income limits, you can contribute to a Roth solo account no matter how much you earn. For the downsides, the main one to a solo 401k is that if you plan to hire employees, you'll have to complete IRS paperwork to convert that into a regular 401k for companies. And those come with a lot more administrative hassles and restrictions than a solo account. Note that if you also have a regular 401k at a day job, the most you can put into both plans, so into the plan at work and to your own solo 401k, is going to be those limits that I just mentioned. For 2019, it's 19000 or 25000 if you're age 50 or older. Remember that retirement account limits are set by person and not by the plan. So you're not allowed to double up and have maximum amounts in two different 401ks. So how do you start? Well, there are many places to open a traditional or a Roth solo 401k, again, such as banks, investment firms, and insurance companies. If you're not sure how much that you can put into a 401k, you can check out IRS Publication 560. I'll put a link to that in the notes for the show, which are in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Publication 560 has a worksheet that can help you figure out what you're allowed to put in. And one requirement to know about is that once your account balance reaches $250,000, you're typically required to file Form 550-SF, so another IRS form. All right, the fourth and final retirement account for the self-employed or a freelancer that we're going to cover is my favorite, the SEP IRA. This is the one that I have. This might be the best choice for you if you're a small business or even working on your own, but you plan to hire staff someday. This is definitely one of the easiest and least expensive retirement plans for entrepreneurs to administer. The SEP IRA stands for Simplified Employee Pension. 
And it's an option for any size business or those who are self-employed, either with or without employees. With a SEP IRA, contributions can only come from an employer. So this makes it really different. Employees can never contribute their own money to the plan. As the business owner, you choose the amount to contribute each year. However, you've got to give all employees the same percentage of income that you give yourself, not the same dollar amount, but the same percentage of income. For example, let's say you've got a consulting business with one employee named Susan. If you choose to contribute 15% of your pay to your SEP IRA, you would also have to contribute 15% of Susan's pay to her SEP IRA. But if you've got a bad year and you have little profit, you could choose not to make any contributions. So employees are always vested in their SEP IRA account, which means that if Susan were to quit working for you, she could take her retirement money with her. The important rule to know with a SEP IRA is that for 2019, you can make contributions for each of your employees, including yourself, up to 25% of each employee's contribution for a maximum amount of $56,000. You can also have a SEP IRA in addition to other retirement accounts, such as a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. You can even have a 401k or a 403b with another employer. However, the total amount that you can contribute to an employer plan plus your SEP IRA is limited to 100% of your compensation up to $56,000. Just like with a traditional IRA, contributions to a SEP IRA are tax deductible. You get to defer all the tax until you take distributions in retirement. However, early withdrawals before age 59 and a half are subject to income tax plus an additional 10% penalty. The major benefit of a SEP IRA to remember is that the flexibility to make contributions in years when your business cash flow allows it and to opt out when money is tight is a really great option. And it comes with no administrative hassles or annual reporting to the IRS. Just like the solo 401k, a SEP IRA also gives you very high contribution limits. The downside to a SEP IRA is that when you have employees, you've got to contribute an equal percentage of income to their accounts. Also, there is not a Roth option or even a catch-up provision that allows you to contribute more when you're over age 50. To get started, you can open a SEP IRA at any financial institution or online investing company where you would get a traditional or a Roth IRA. And there is one tiny simple form that you have to fill out when you open your SEP IRA. The financial institution will ask you to complete form 5305-SEP, which again is a super simple form that you only have to complete one time, not annually. Now, these are not the only accounts that are available if you're self-employed and want to invest for retirement, but they're my favorites because they're really, really easy to use. Once you've decided to use one or more of these retirement accounts, the investment firm you choose is going to walk you through the entire process of opening and funding it. They'll inform you of any paperwork that you need to file. So if you have not started yet, Make a goal to begin making regular retirement contributions this year. Making sure that you have a secure financial future is part of being a successful business owner or entrepreneur. 
So Aaron, I hope this has helped you understand how to get started. I have my SEP IRA with Betterment. There are lots of options, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade. They're just endless places to get these accounts opened up online. If you're like Aaron and you have a question or a future show idea, just visit my contact page at lauradadams.com. While you're there, you can sign up for my free weekly email update and get four free chapters of my new book, Debt-Free Blueprint. I'm also offering a discount of 50% off my best-selling online classes. You can get lifetime access and learn anytime at your own pace. Again, just go to lauradadams.com. Or you can text me if you want to get my newsletter update. Just text get updates with no space to the number 33444. Also, follow me on Instagram. I'm posting more this year. My handle is Laura D. Adams. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Joe Muscalino. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please show your support by rating and reviewing it on iTunes. Or if you found any of my books helpful, getting your five-star rating on Amazon would be wonderful. You might also like the backlist podcasts and show notes available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.